Jose Altuve narrowly misses the cycle. Yiner Diaz looks great behind the plate, throwing three runners out. And the Astros almost swept the Orioles. But look, they got the series win. And they returned to Houston and put JV on the mound Friday night. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HMO House on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, so it, the Astros almost rallied in today's game and it would have been another late inning comeback for the Houston. Well, I guess uh, the second game wasn't a late inning comeback, but they scored some runs, but uh, this time they couldn't uh, make the big rally, even though the bases were loaded. And unfortunately that was just a bad situation. Uh, but the Astros did play good against one of the best teams in baseball. They did, took two out of three. Altuve had a four-hit game. He's actually on fire since uh, coming back from the IL. Uh, Alvarez, on the other hand, is not. He did have a uh, like a scorcher take, taken away from him today. Diaz had a home run today. He also threw out uh, three runners at the plate. And so a lot of people are going to be saying, this dude needs some more, more playing time. Um, Jose Abreu. He has a pain in his back. I know uh, he's been a pain in Astros fans' backs all year long. <laughs> he's been and a so pain now, in the backside well, for Astros fans. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. No, I was trying to be uh, a little politically correct there. But the okay. Astros also um, have to decide who's going to be on first. It's the age-old question, who's on first. And uh, we'll try to answer that in today's show. And also, guess what? For the first time since last season, Justin Verlander will be pitching for the Houston Astros at Min Maid Park. Get your tickets, go to game time, and get that done. So, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go subscribe to us. Go and uh, make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and uh, go ahead and become an everydayer and listen to us. So, Brett, this game was... I guess it should have been a little bit closer. Maybe the Astros could have had a chance if maybe Dusty Baker didn't uh, leave Hunter Brown out there for the seventh inning. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But overall, what's your thoughts of this game? Look, um, I thought it was a good game because at the end, you got to their closer once again. I mean, Bautista looks absolutely pedestrian versus the Houston Astros. Um, Kyle Tucker loves facing Bautista. And for another game, you get a situation where you are in the final innings of this game and you are making you're chipping away at this lead because they built up a lead. They were up five to two. They scored a run five to three. Um, and then you had, I mean, Cal Tucker was on base, Yonder Diaz singled, Altuve scored, um, Alex Bregman was on third at one point. And, you know, at the end of the game, you had bases loaded and, you know, Singleton gets up 
unfortunately pops up. You know, this is still the best closer. Singleton, although we're rooting for him to do great things, that's a tough situation to put him in. Uh, of course, any major leaguer that's going to strap on the helmet, get in the batter's box, you know, get the wood and try to win the game, they're going to all tell you, I want to be that guy, you know. Right. So you, they're not going to shy away from that. But that was a tough spot to put him in because, look, there, there was a wild pitch in this series of at-bats. And um, you would have liked to see – I. I kind of wish Diaz would have lifted the ball a little bit, maybe scored another run, but he got a hit. He got on base, and the Astros were never really out of it. When it got to 5-2, to two, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be out of reach. But they kept fighting, and look, they've handled the Orioles, the Rangers, and the Rays beautifully. And when I hear people talk about how they're worried about this team. This team's not going back to back. And they start, the sky is falling and going to chicken little mode. They aren't focusing on the key teams that we play, the juggernauts that we've actually played really well against. And I think this is a good sign, Eric. Um, A series win will take it. We would have loved to sweep. But how long has it been since the Orioles have been swept at home, Eric? Well, actually, they have. Uh, it's a 76 consecutive multi-game series. Uh, the at, they have not been swept. They wow. have not been swept. Um, I believe since last season, last May, and they have wow. not been swept at Camden Yards since uh, 2021, uh, August of 2021. So uh, the Orioles have not been a great team. For the past couple of years, but one thing they have been good at is avoiding the sweep. Uh, they always find a way to win one game, and yeah. uh, that, that's what they did. Uh, they managed to scrap out uh, today's game, and uh, I think they probably thought they were going to win the first game of the series too, but uh, I, I think the Astros got two out of three from a team that's probably going to be going maybe to the ALCS uh, the, if they get enough pitching. Uh, I think that they were pretty, pretty much one of the main – playoff contenders that you need to worry about yeah which uh with mcclanahan going out for the race that kind of hurts them all. i didn't think about that yeah no yeah and, and but look um jose altuve today eric a four hit game he's a triple away from the cycle he's up to 305 his ops is 930 what a game by jose altuve i, I mean you can't say enough about this guy the leader of the houston astros being out there Bregman got a hit. People are saying here that um, Alvarez looked off. He did get a hit early. But you had Tucker. You had basically one through five. They all had hits. And, you know, the bottom of the order didn't really do anything. But, look, this team, I think, is poised for a, a playoff run. And I would pit our team against the Orioles. I would pit our team against any team because a team that's healthy and a team that's firing on all the right cylinders – I think that in the long run over a series, I think the Astros still have the upper hand until they get beaten, until they get knocked out of going back to the ALCS or even back to the World Series. Right. I just I just think that everybody it's kind of us versus the world, you know, right now. Um, But nobody's really expecting us to do that because we haven't even taken first place in the West, Eric. But we did hand the Orioles two losses that the Astros can win. 80% 80% of their series left, or if they win the rest of their series in the season, they could possibly, I'm not going to say they're going to win everyone, but if they win, let's say 75% of them, they could get the best record in the American League. That would be huge. 
Yeah. So uh, we'll see. There's about 40 something games left in the season. So yeah. um, uh, that's about what uh, 13 series left or so, give or take. So uh, that's something the Astros need to go ahead and, and just try to win as many series as they can. Yeah. Uh, on Alvarez, he did have a hundred and five, sorry, 115.2 uh, mile per hour exit velocity ball that was unfortunately. Uh, not caught, but it was snagged by Adam Frazier. He did throw uh, Alvarez out. That was his second hardest hit ball of the season. And sometimes it's not how hard you hit it. It's just where you hit it at. And unfortunately, that just wasn't there. But uh, he's he's still trying to rediscover his swing for, uh, since coming back from IL. And the Rangers are off today. So the Astros now fall back to two and a half games behind the Rangers. So uh, that's something that they can rectify this weekend. The Angels have not been that great a team. Uh, they decided to go ahead and keep uh, Shohei Itani. They even made a, a trade or two to uh, go and beef up for the playoff run. And they've kind of um, gone backwards a little bit. So we'll see what happens this weekend. It's always good to see uh Otani just uh, play and everything. So we'll see how they do. But uh, Justin Verlander will be on mound. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, in a second, we're going to talk about how good Diaz did. Uh, he did great, I think, in this game. And then we'll uh, go a little bit deeper into what's going on with Jose Abreu. But this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Yeah, Sleeper is an excellent app. Let me tell you, it is one of the funnest fantasy baseball apps. You need to swing for the fences with Sleeper. It's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world. Um, you learn, basically you earn some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. And that Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper picks updates are right there. Like I'm looking right now. And if I were to take the Rockies and I were to take the Dodgers game, I can sit here Freddie Freeman is picked at one and a half hits this game. Do I want to go the over the under? And what I do is I go to look at several players and what their probabilities are for each of these um, games. And um, Sleeper allows you to do that. And it's fun. I mean, you get quick payouts. They are dynamic. They're live. Um, and with these dynamic payouts, it also becomes a thing where you have more stack categories to pick from built-in group chunk uh, group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. You have entries that can be made in 30 seconds or less safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 States. So make sure that you understand that if you go to sleeper today, they will match your deposit 100% up to $100 using the promo code locked on. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on when you sign up for your instant deposit match up to $100 swing for the fences for sleeper today. And don't forget to watch to listen to the Astros play on Sirius XM versus the Astros Friday, 7, 10 PM central standard time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, search Astros. All right, so I know we need to talk about Diaz in a second, but a lot of people are talking about Hunter Brown in the chat. So let's go, go and shift the conversation to uh, maybe did Dusty Baker leave him in too long? And uh, this is what Des Dusty Baker had to say. No, because he was throwing the ball well, and the outcome didn't come out like that, but we can't go to the bullpen. 
all the time after the six, especially if we pitch, if the pitch count is relatively low and you're still throwing good. I mean, you've got to learn. We asked Brown. He said he felt great and he looked great. And so he said uh, other than the, the home runs, other than that, he threw the ball great. He was getting strikes uh, one all the way, probably perhaps probably one of the best games he's thrown. Right. And so Frazier singled off his 0-2 curveball for his final batter. And he was saying the home run to Ryan Mountcastle, he said, was a really poorly executed pitch. That those were his exact words. And look, had it not gone south, people would have been like, oh, Dusty did a great job. This right. is what's interesting to me is Dusty recently, I, I believe it was in a pregame um, on the radio where Dusty Baker said that they were concerned about the young arms and the innings that they were putting on the mileage they're putting on the young arms. And so they were going to start limiting their innings and their pitches. And so there were various people that um, had messaged me and were asking me, wait, I thought Dusty said he was going to limit these guys at throwing. And I said, well, if, if a pitcher feels good and if a pitcher has a good track record up to that point, there's really no use in pulling him because you do have a game where you're playing the next day at home. So you're traveling, you got the game the next day at home. You don't want to use more bullpen than you have to. Pitchers make mistakes. Look, their job is to throw strikes. Sometimes you throw those strikes right at the heart of the plate where someone like Ryan Mountcastle will absolutely abuse that kind of pitch. But I didn't see anything out there that made me think, oh my gosh, Hunter Brown needs to be pulled out right, right now. So that's going to happen. Look, had he since he left him in, had he been successful, we wouldn't be having these conversations. We do know Dusty's history. We do know the the stories we've heard we do know about from the Cubs to the Reds to the Giants to the Nationals the reputation that he built up over using pitchers and I don't think that's where Dusty is anymore in his coaching career it has been somewhat of a hodgepodge carousel because we've had a lot of injuries to deal with I really think he's dealt with it quite admirably a lot of people would disagree with me, but I don't see why the any, any emergency need to pull Brown out. Of course, we say that recency bias because he gave up the runs. Yeah, so uh, Brown uh, gave up a double to O'Hearn on a, a curveball. Then Montcastle sent a slider 391 feet for a two-run homer. Then the then you have the um, single by Frazier. So uh, he just said, I felt good. I thought I made some good pitches in the last innings before, just kind of made a poor pitch to Montcastle, and he sent it a long way. And a, a guy like that, if you make a bad Dude. pitch, it's like making a bad pitch to Alvarez when Alvarez is on. And, you know, Eric, and this is this is a powerful lineup. Look, look, you can't. You can't sit there and go, well, you know, Dusty threw this game and Dusty kind of threw in the towel. And he get this is a powerful, young power. This is a power hitting Orioles offense. And these guys attack the baseball. They are not scared to go up there and pitch. Hunter Brown is a rookie and these things are going to happen. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even in a loss, Eric, they were still competitive. Even in a loss, they had a chance to win. And. You you walk away with the series. You've got 66 wins on the season. The Orioles have 71. I know we're chasing the Rangers, but we're also not that far behind the Orioles. 
So that is a good thing. We get another chance at them at home later in right. the season before the playoffs. So that right there could be an even bigger series than when we play the Rangers next. All right. So uh, I do want to address David's comment here. He said Singleton won't be getting singles. He sucks. Why not pitch hit with the bases loaded? Here's why. Chas McCormick is out with an injury he sustained in the game before. I think it was a bruised knee. And then you have Jose Abreu. He's dealing with the back issues. So I believe, doing the math, Martin Maldonado is the guy that's on the bench. So yeah. you want to go and pitch John Singleton, unless I'm missing somebody, for Martin Maldonado. And I, I mean, is it? I mean, the only other person I think you know, on the bench would be Kessinger at this point. Oh, yeah, right? I forgot about him. Yeah. But that's why they brought Singleton up. Yeah. They brought Singleton up to hit, you know, I've, it's I've it's been one told. game, guys. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the savior. He's not going to be well, the hero, but uh, and, it was just one game. So we yeah. don't know. We can't well, look. Yeah. We've we've never said that John Singleton was going to be the key to these to this playoff puzzle or back to back puzzle. What I said and what you've said quite a bit is that whatever you get out of him, anything good you get out of him is icing on the cake. This is a right. low risk high reward right. type of move. If it doesn't work, bring He's, somebody else up. And he is, guys, he is going against Bautista. I mean, you, you act like the guy he popped out against isn't like the best closer in the game. And I know we've made him look pedestrian. That still doesn't mean that he doesn't have nasty stuff. Right. I mean, look, if Singleton gets a bloop out in the outfield, I'm still not saying, oh my gosh, he's the greatest hitter of all time. I'm saying he right. contributed. Look, yesterday the day before he got a walk, he got a walk. No, he, he got a walk in the first game. That was a key to the Astros kind of setting the table for that grand slam. Look, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, 70% of the time you're going to fail in baseball. And a lot of people fail 80% of the time. Give the guy a little bit of slack. He's, he's on a comeback trail. Nobody expects him to be a hall of famer, but he's not going to shy away from the moment because he's been hitting really well. In and play. some players fail 90% of the time. <laughs> Martin Who said Mom. that? Martin. <laughs> just kidding. Yes, I'm just kidding. It's All right. Okay. Somebody who did not fail in this game, I I don't I think we kind of missed it, was uh, Altuve had four hits today. He had the home run, the two doubles, the single. I know you mentioned it, but he's actually hit safely in the last 12 games. He's yeah. 21 for 50 in that streak for 420 average. And uh, so that was after a 17-game absent uh, due to injury. His batting average is up to 305. His OPS is up to 930. So this is a big improvement from what we've seen uh, from Jose Altuve. And he's actually 12 hits shy of 2,000 for his career. Nice. And he also has 36 career four-hit games. So uh, what he did, what he's doing right now, um, he actually owns Camden Yards. I know you're talking about... Uh, Kyle Tucker uh, being the king of Kenman Yards, whatever. But in 30 games, uh, Altuve owns a 424 average, and it's the, his highest at any park, which he has played more than 10 games. So Altuve can be king of Camden Yards. Kyle Tucker is the Lord of Baltimore. That's what oh, that's what you said. Okay, yeah, there right, you go, Lord right. of Baltimore. So we can have a king and a lord. We basically, what have the Orioles won? They haven't um, won anything. Yes. I mean, right. not in the last five years anyways. 
Yes. Uh, so somebody is hurt and can't work right now, um, at least right now. But what happened after the uh, middle game of the Orioles series, um, apparently Jose Abreu's back started acting up in his words. Mm-hmm. And so it's discomfort, whatever you want to call it. But they decided that they're, they're going to go ahead and uh, give him a day off. And they're going to uh, he mentioned it uh, to training staff after Wednesday's game. And he's been three for thirty five over his last nine games. Uh, he didn't play. Uh, yeah, so he's, John he's Singleton. Yeah. John Singleton drew the start on Thursday. But but Baker said, I can sort of tell by his swing and by his run. So he's, he's going to get evaluated by a doctor when we get home. So we'll see. At this point, we feel fortunate to have Singleton here right now. So I don't think that the Astros are paranoid or freaking out or saying the sky's falling about the fact that Singleton was 0 for 3 with a walk. He did get a walk. He did get on base. So um, that's an improvement from him striking out left and right like he did early in his career. But yeah, uh, it's Diaz. I don't think he's uh, he has a lot of trust with Diaz uh, playing first base honestly so would he play a first base sure but i think he's only played 27 innings this year at first hey i know what here's a novel idea now i know i know jv is pitching friday but here's a novel idea why don't you let diaz catch jv it's not gonna happen but dude diaz not only hit the long ball today eric he threw out three runners i mean dude he's gunning them down this guy has got an absolute cannon his pop time is phenomenal his cannon is unreal now I mean, didn't he throw out the catcher once or twice? Was it Mc- Brian McCann was like two of those, which he's James not the McCann. fastest guy. James, I'm sorry. Oh, not oops. Brian. Brian's not playing baseball. McCann, <laughs> Brian, hey, James, whatever. They're you all know what, Brett, before we get into too deep into Diaz, you know what Brian and James McCann can do, even though I don't think they're brothers or anything, they could probably go to Hooters and have a beer and talk about catching and what it's like to be a catcher at the big leagues. That's right. And look, if you're going to go hang out at Hooters and watch the Astros play because maybe you don't have a chance to go to the game itself, Friday's $19.83 crab legs and $3 Blue Moon drafts anytime. $9.99 Michelob Ultra Pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. Whether you are near Sugarland, Pearland, Stafford, Katy, Humble, Seabrook, Galveston, NASA, Paraland, Pasadena, anywhere in between, there is a Hooters near you. So go check it out. August 17th in Paraland, they're having a store pageant. You need to get tickets. It's a private event. Go ask Megan or one of the managers about how to sign up for that event. And there is a ditch day bus trip with the NASA Hooters versus the Red Sox on the 24th, section 133. You get food. You get to ride on the bus with the with the world-famous Hooters girls, cheer on the Astros to a victory and they bring you back home. You don't even have to drive. So make sure that you guys check out Hooters because they also have happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. to close. Tell them that the guys from Locked on Astros sent you. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And the Astros do play the Angels Friday night, 7, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right. So I love this quote. Um, before you get back to what Diaz did in this yeah, game, go ahead. Uh, this is what Diaz said through an interpreter. Uh, I enjoy when they reach first base and I'm there just waiting for them to see if they're going to try to run. I definitely enjoy that. And he also 
is has thrown out 12 of 30 would be base dealers on the season. That's a 40% rate. Wow. And the league is averaging about 21%. So he's got that. I know the Astros say that he's still developing as a catcher. Right. And I think that's more uh, towards like his um, game calling that type. Right. But he's got the great, uh, I think he's got excellent pop time. He's just going to be um, a sniper as um I Ingrid said down there, but it's just, I think that this guy is just going to be the future, but he's got some, he's got to learn. And the Astros still have Martin Maldonado who the Astros pitchers like to throw to him. So go and tell him what he did in today's game. Well, I mean, look, you know, throwing these runners out, it was basically, why are you running on Diaz? That is the question here. Um, but I love this other quote that that we have of him here because I think it speaks to the kind of player he is. He says, whether I'm whether I'm playing or not, just trying to maintain the same routine. There might be a couple days where I go without playing, but I go up there, step up to the plate, feel pretty good, see the ball well, and I feel on time. Look, growing up, I was a catcher. Now, I was a catcher in Little League, Pony League, Dixie League, stuff like that. So Never really obtained a catching position at a high level of baseball, but I absolutely got a ton of joy out of throwing base runners out. I actually got in trouble for throwing three runners out in a game from my knees like Benito Santiago because my dad told me I should never try to throw out a runner from my knees, and I did that three in one game, and boy, I got the big head after that. I See, when I, when I was growing up, you were allowed to – act like you were sliding and running to the catcher. So I had a couple guys try to mow me over, but I remember the adrenaline rush catching and I can't imagine like you have this young catcher, this young up and coming catcher. And he's really by all intents and purposes, Eric, he's blocked by a veteran, a former all-star, a gold glove catcher that a lot of people see the decline in his skills, but he's doing his part. While everybody's out there mad and upset and really in a tizzy about Diaz not starting, you know who's not? Yiner Diaz, because he understands the pecking order and he understands that when his time is now is when it counts. It's not about how many innings he's playing. It's what he does in those innings. So I love his mindset. And believe it or not, I think this is going to make him mentally tough down the road. This is a guy that's going to be a Nationals uniform for a long time. And we're only beginning to see what kind of talent this guy has. I absolutely love it. And I think everything will be fine with Diaz. Y'all keep freaking out. I promise you Diaz is not stressing as much as most people are right now. So the Astros are 66 and 50 right now. They're second to AL West. Uh, they're 16 games over 500. So I think with everything the Astros have dealt with, other teams have dealt with stuff this year. I mean, so I'm not trying to have a pity party or something, but we've lost what, three fifths of our rotation and we found other pieces. JP France has been a great revelation for the Houston Astros. And uh, the big piece that the Astros were counting on this year is Jose Abreu. And so now it's up to somebody to stand up. I don't know if Abreu is going to miss a lot of time. He could be back in the lineup tomorrow. We don't really know what's going to happen, but if John Singleton's going to get a look while Abreu's kind of out, then this is his chance to say, Hey, uh, I let me show you what I can do, but um, I I don't know if they're going to have Kessinger play first base. We've seen him play first base, um, and like I said, Diaz has 27 innings as for playing first base. So you got to find a way to get Diaz's 
a bat into the lineup, but well, it's, it's hard. And I don't know where defense is really a defensive position to take on Will because of his defense at first. Abreu's not great at first base. Abreu to Diaz, it's not like you're dropping off from a gold glove. Right. Um, I'm Amanda asked, how do y'all feel about the calls? Houston tried to challenge the fan interference and Myers. Look, I, I watched that home run. To me, it looked like the fan reached over the fence and um, the home run should not have been counted. It it, it should have been an out. I, I believe it was, it wasn't Ryan Mountcastle. I was it, was it Mountcastle's home run? That was deep. I think it was deep left center field. A fan basically reaches over and I mean, it should have been an out. It shouldn't have been a home run. And look, Astros are going to challenge it. Sometimes they're going to be successful. I've seen plays challenge Derek. Right. And it's, the runner's clearly out or clearly safe, and they don't overturn it because they claim there's not enough evidence. That's probably – I didn't hear what they were going over, but I think that's probably – it was inconclusive. So yeah. it, it's going to happen. It's part of the game. So the Angels are now 58-58 and 58 on the season. So they're coming into town. They're facing – uh, they're going to be facing, uh, wait, am I on the right day? Justin oh, Verlander is going against Reed Deppners on Friday night. Okay. Yeah. I went too far. <laughs> I was looking at Saturday's game. So yeah, Justin Verlander will be on the mound and it's going to be uh Verlander has six and six record with 3.11 ERA. Detmers has a two and eight record with a 4.78 ERA. And as we saw from the guy that pitched for the Orioles today, he has 11 and two two record or something 11 four record and he has a four something era so right. if you have a lineup that can support you give you some run support you can have a mid four era and still have a winning record so. eras are up across the league right. and they wanted it to be like that that's why there's a pitch clock make no make no bones about that it's about the offense now so france and anderson go saturday august 12th and then august 13th or Keedy and silseth go on sunday right um, for the Angels, and then we basically go out of town for the Marlins, and after that we come back after a day off, I believe, and have like a seven- or nine-game homestand. I think it's a seven-game homestand. So the Astros got their work cut out for them. The Angels, I don't know. They were pretenders. Like once they got Otani, they started winning. It was like, look, see, they made the right decision. Yeah. I still think, I'm sorry, Artem Moreno, I think that was one of the dumbest moves that a franchise owner can ever make. You had the ability, and actually, and I saw Ken Rosenthal say this. I agreed with it. He said he missed out when he didn't trade Otani last offseason. Right. Had he traded him last offseason, oh, my gosh, the return. He could have already maybe started seeing the fruits of that labor. But I'm I'm sorry. Otani's leaving Anaheim. He's probably going to be a Dodger, probably going to go somewhere else. But um, I just hope he stays in the National League. I mean, I uh, hope he goes but- to the National League. Versus Verlander, uh, Otani is in 20 at-bats, uh, has oh. two home runs, three RBIs, is batting 200. And Altuve in 10 at-bats has a home run against uh, Detmers. So uh, Dubon is batting 400, and McCormick is batting 667. So speaking of McCormick, I think we kind of we kind of touched on it. But uh, P- Baker said it's just day-to-day. Uh, he's just having... Uh, a bruised left knee, so it's nothing major. McCormick did he said, hit it getting out of bed or something? No, uh, he, uh, he was he was trying to make a catch no. on um, 
a triple that triple by Rushman. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, he just, uh, landed on Iran. So he said, I'm good. I'm just off today. I'll be in there tomorrow. So it's not anything to be concerned about, but it's just kind of bad when you're down two players, even though one of them is Jose Abreu, but Jose Abreu could still click. And so we'll see. We never know. And I'm, I'm still, hoping to get some benefit from his contract but guys thank you for making locked on astros podcast your first listen every day go ahead and check out the astros versus angels on friday at 7 10 p.m central standard time catch every pitch of the astros hometown broadcast with sirius XM. just download the xxm app and search astros my name is eric heisman he is brett chancy we are the locked on astros podcast and brett is going to say something clever as we uh, exit Imagine the TV deals that would pay for Otani's contract. So bring him to Houston. Make it happen, Jim Crane. And the jersey sales. Don't forget about the jersey sales.